Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. Hey everyone, it's Allie and Blair, the co-founders of Fertility Rally, and we wanted to tell you about an amazing event we're hosting on Saturday, April 17th. The event is called Fertility Rally Live, an all-day virtual celebration of the infertility community for anyone and everyone building their modern families and seeking empowerment, education, support, and community. Our speakers are some of the biggest names and brightest minds in the infertility community and beyond. Our morning keynotes are Mina Starsiak-Hawk and Steve Hawk from HGTV's Good Bones. And our afternoon keynote is Jessica Zucker, PhD and author of the acclaimed memoir, I Had a Miscarriage. In addition to those two amazing keynotes, we're hosting a couples panel, a female physicians panel, and 16 breakout sessions covering everything we could squeeze into one day, including surrogacy, IVF, pregnancy after infertility, male factor infertility, donor conception, embryo adoption, recurrent pregnancy loss, and so much more. There will also be tons of giveaways all day long from fertility-friendly and wellness brands. And of course, a happy hour with a very special guest, a VIP after party, and a virtual swag bag worth hundreds of dollars. If you or someone you know is navigating infertility, you will love our event. We are here to empower and educate you and have some fun along the way, of course. Tickets are on sale now at fertilityrally.com. Head over to our IG at Fertility Rally for even more info on speakers and tickets. We can't wait to rally with you. I wanted to do this episode as a bit of a planning workshop today. I want to go through how we can put together a PR plan for your brand for this quarter. It's kind of towards the beginning of April, which was the beginning of quarter two, which is kind of exciting. Um, But also I know sometimes there's a little anxiety, like, oh my gosh, where did the whole first quarter of this year go? But I think it's never too late to plan for the next quarter and the rest of the year even, Um, but to make it manageable, I figured let's go with quarter two and walk through it almost as if we're doing like a strategy session together, like sitting down together to put together your media plan for the next couple of months. Obviously you're there listening to this and we're not really together. I'm talking to myself, but we're going to pretend that you're sitting on the other side of the table for me. And we're going through this together and we're putting putting a plan together for how you can get in the media for the next couple months. So one of the things that like, I think is one of the toughest parts of getting started with PRs, like if you're going to do your own PR is just knowing where to start with planning and creating a process. Once you have a plan, it's like, okay, you know, you can stick to that. But I think just even creating the plan kind of trips people up sometimes and, but it doesn't have to be that hard. And you're going to see, like, once I walk this through, you're going to be like, Hmm, yeah, that's pretty basic. Like that's pretty simple. (laughs) So let's think about some easy ways to make a plan. My favorite way to start is to just start by laying out your months. So we're doing the next three months. That's the next quarter. You can use a paper calendar. You can print out, you know, you can use like a calendar you already have. You can print out pages for like April, May, June. 
like for like a calendar page for each month, or you can use just a notebook if you want to, where you write down the name of each month at the top of the page and can list things underneath. If you like more of kind of like a listed out calendar or just like a list where you can write dates next to things, that's totally fine. Totally up to you. It doesn't matter really how you lay this out as long as it's something that's going to make sense for you. And you can always change it. You can always lay it out as we do this. And then later on, if you're like, you know, I want to like input everything that you put down here into what your Google calendar, if you want it to be digital or just into a different layout, of course you can always do that. So this is just kind of to get ideas. Don't get too stuck on how it looks. Sometimes I just think we lay something out and then you're like, actually, like, it feels like it would be easier to kind of go through this month to month, like if it was written in this other way. So you might end up wanting to switch it as you go. I don't know. Maybe you're not as visual as me. Sometimes I need to like change things up a couple of times before I find like the best layout for how to follow something. But for something like this, I do like a calendar. I kind of like a calendar and a list, to be honest, um, like a listed list with dates. But I also like to see like the overview. I like to be able to look down and have like the whole calendar laid out with specific things on it. So I can kind of visualize how many days are in between things, how many, you know, oh, there's like a lot of things this week and then not as many things that week and just be able to kind of like see all that from a, like as a snapshot. So that's up to you, whatever works for you to see what you need to do and when. So once you've written down each month or printed out your month, um, whatever you're going to do, Fill in anything relevant to the promotion of your business that you already know is going to be happening at certain times. So either things that you already have going on in your business that you may want to try to push or things going on in the month, like a holiday or something like that to keep in mind that doesn't necessarily have to do with like your business or something you're doing, but you might want to keep it in mind when it comes to your outreach. And this can include things that you, both things that you want to do outreach around, like maybe Earth Day is coming up and there's something that you could talk about for your business or graduation season, like probably around May, mid to end of May. Or it could be things to keep in mind when it comes to days to avoid reaching out to people, like a holiday that might fall in the week that people won't be at their computer during and it wouldn't be a good time to reach out. I can't really think of something specific off the top of my head for something like that. I'm not sure if there are any in this in this month or in this quarter. Um, but you know, sometimes there's like a Monday holiday or something where people won't be around. And then even then it's good to keep in mind too, that like by the Tuesday, they might be really busy. They might be like, you know, their inbox is extra full because some people did email on Monday and then they might be kind of like feeling behind on things. So just keeping things like that in mind so that you can reach out at the optimal times is really good. Or if there's, you know, if there's something else that you just need to be cognizant on, especially depending on like your topic or, or their publication or their topic. Like maybe there are things you want to not be pitching during, like um, I'm trying to think like uh, Juneteenth, I guess, because this will be going through June. Like I remember last year, that was like a big thing. I mean, I know it's been a big thing for a lot of people, a lot of years, but I feel like last year there was a lot more attention on it because of everything else going on in the world. And, you know, people would, some people would not want to be reached out being pitched a random product like on that day or so. Some things like that you just need to keep in mind so that you don't come across um, as insensitive to certain things or so that you don't just pitch something when people aren't in the headspace to be paying attention. Um, so note those things down. That's, I know it sounds kind of basic and, and like whatever, but that is important. So yeah, put those, literally write those down in the calendar, anything that you want to avoid, um, anything that you need to keep in mind in terms of dates and anything you want to specifically be promoting at certain times. Um, Then make your list of 
topics, which things you do want to get out there. And that might be, so, so yeah, you've noted down if there's anything specific around like promoting things for your business, but that's not necessarily the same thing as the actual like topics that you want to be pitching. Like you might be, you might've noted down, um, I don't know. I mean, again, maybe the graduation thing, maybe you do like events and like, maybe you do, I don't know, flower arrangements. And so graduation is something you wanted to keep in mind, but that's not necessarily like the topic that you're, the thing that you're going to be pitching people. Right. So maybe for topics, it's something like, you know, that, well, it might just be something like the best, like ways to organize your flowers for a graduation party or something like that. Like I'm not great at thinking off the very top of my head, but thinking about which topics make sense for these times of the year. And it might not be like just, oh, here we do flowers for graduation, right? There's got to be a more interesting kind of topic around that. Maybe it's showing people how they can put together flower arrangements for their graduations or talking about trends of which types of flowers are you know, best for graduation, which ones look best or which ones are like blooming at the right time to make a great bouquet for graduations. So those are like some of the different topics you want to talk about. So once you have those lists of topics, and again, you may have one or two that specifically makes sense because of the time of year, um, like the certain month or whatever, which would kind of tie into like that graduation example. And you may have one or two that are just more related to the message you want to be getting out there, something related to your product or service or things that you just want to be known for. So that would be more like something that doesn't relate to the graduations, but something about like, you know, maybe it's just that you want to do some business profiles or shine a spotlight on, you know, I don't know, maybe you do a, um, collaboration with um like a local charity and you want to like get that out there at some point like that you're doing this and like here's this great cause that you guys are a part of or something like that and it has nothing to do with the time of year but it's something you really wanted to kind of put out there this year and don't feel don't feel like you need to have a list of 10 things that will in all honesty likely be too much and I don't want you to feel bogged down by how much work this is going to be and then be like not even able to start right like it's like that paralysis of feeling like it's too much. So one quarter goes by much faster than you'd think. I think people sometimes think like, oh, I need to like make a whole long list of things whenever you're listing stuff. But there's really only so much you can focus on when you're doing this yourself. And there's not necessarily a need for a lot of different things. When articles come out, you don't necessarily want to be having all different things coming out. You want some sort of cohesive messaging that all leads back to you being known for the one or two things you want to be, you know, a few things that you want to be known for. You don't necessarily want articles coming out about like 20 different things that don't necessarily all make sense together, if that makes sense. So, so a couple of things is enough. Don't get, don't get thrown off by using the word list. And as you're making your list of topics, you can also be making a list of the publications that you see yourself being included in. So sometimes you can do this alongside the list of topics because you have to pitch things that make sense for the certain publication. Strategy-wise, it's probably better to make your list first and then find publications that match that. Because again, we're trying to get out there certain messaging that you want to be known for for your business. So thinking about what things you want to come out there about your business kind of makes the most sense in that case. But I know ego-wise, or sometimes it's just like there are publications you really want to be in. And that's totally fine too. Or publications that you really know that your audience is reading. So you know that that makes sense for you to be in. So sometimes determining an angle that fits that publication specifically is the way to go in order to get yourself in that certain publication. And that can absolutely work too. As long as the topic is like somewhat related to what you want to be known for, of course. You don't want to necessarily 
twist it too much just to be able to say you were in this or that publication if the article won't end up actually showcasing you the way you want or like won't you know make sense for your business and in all honesty like if it doesn't seem like authentic they probably won't accept the pitch anyways but i mean there are ways that you could be like you know relate your business to something that just doesn't really feel like it makes sense to you like maybe I mean, this is an extreme example. You probably would never do it, but like maybe there's some kind of like budget publication of like how to, you know, it's all about like living life on a budget and like your product is a luxury product, but like you could come up with a way to be like, here's how you can, you know, put together your flower arrangements on a budget and here's, you know, or here's how to if make or find a flower arrangement for less than $20 or something like that. But like that doesn't align with your branding, right? That doesn't really makes sense for you because you don't want to be attracting. And again, this is like a, probably a silly example because you wouldn't probably want to be in that kind of publication if that doesn't align with your audience. But um, like, it doesn't make sense for you to be in a publication like that. That's talking about budget stuff because they're not going to be your customers and you don't want to necessarily come across as a company that has those options is aligned with that kind of, you know, that kind of mindset or that kind of option. So Keeping that in mind, of course, you still want it to make sense for your branding. You still want it to make sense for how you want people to think of your company. But in a lot of cases, there are ways to align a topic with a publication that does make sense. So make a wish list of these publications, match them up to the topics that you want to be getting out there. Again, you can kind of go back and forth a little bit, going with publications and then topics. You can kind of you know, fitting all those together at the same time. Um, But again, just to kind of start, I think thinking of the topics first is a good place to start. So you've kind of got this list going alongside your calendar. If you listed out your calendar, you can make this list right next to it. That totally works. If you have, you know, printed out pages, just make this list on a separate piece of paper for now, or even in the margin, it doesn't have to be anything huge, but then, then we're ready to like really pull out the calendar. So I don't know. Did I give you enough time to make the list? You can pause right here if you want to start thinking about that list, jot some things down to literally five minutes of just like either research or five minutes of just quiet thinking time to write some of these things down, pause it here, and then turn it back on in a minute. Or you can obviously do that after, but now we're going to pull out the calendar. So before you mark anything on your calendar, this is where you want to be careful about like what what makes sense time-wise and work backwards from there. So assuming you don't have a ton of time on your hands, because who does? None of us do. Um, We want things to to always make sense with time. So you're going to be doing some work on this every week or so, I assume. Um, Maybe not even every week, but at least every month or so, probably a little bit every week. And you want to be strategic about how you go about it because you don't have time to put into this every single day or every, you know, a lot of time every week. So take a look at the publications on your list and the topics that you have and think about when they'll be most relevant and work backwards from when they would likely to be published, when people would need to be working on the story. So if you have a local print publication, for example, they're probably working about two months in advance, maybe three-ish for like actual ideas. Like they're probably thinking about ideas three months in advance, actually working on the articles two months in advance. And then, yeah, because then, you know, magazines, they come out like a month, a month before they're even like supposed to be like the July issue comes out like at the end of June. Right. So they're working a couple months in advance, nothing compared to like major, you know, national glossy magazines, which are working like six months in advance, but still. This means if you have 
something that you want to come out or that's particularly relevant for the end of the summer, like July or August, you need to literally be pitching that ASAP. You want to schedule that into your calendar for like one of the first things that you do once you get, once you finish listening to this, like that's one of the first things, one of the first pitches you should be thinking about. And not to say that you shouldn't be thinking about even longer lead publications or bigger things, um, but it might be kind of, it's already kind of too late to schedule in for this quarter, but we'll, t- we'll touch on that a little bit um, at the end. Cause it's not too late to like reach out to people to start getting on their radar at least, but you know, keeping in mind for later in the year. So I would make a note of it at the end of the summer. Like if you have something relevant for like the July or August timeframe, I'd make a note of it at the end of the summer or like on the date or the date that it either it's like super relevant or around when you think the issue will come out that you want to be in so that you remember that, have a note of that, have it marked down. And then also make a note of when you should actually send the pitch for like in the next few weeks, as I said, like very soon. And then you want to basically just do that with all the publications, map it all out when it makes sense for the article, when you would need to reach out for that for each publication that you want to reach out to in each topic. So online publications can often publish very quickly. It's possible that if you reach out and they love what you're doing for whatever reason, they can get an article up theoretically within a week. This still totally depends on a few things. So like if if it's again, a local news site, it can go up really quickly, like a matter of a day or so. If like you have an opening announcement or something that's like kind of newsy and they want to be getting it up while it's super relevant and new. If it's more of a lifestyle site or something with less like timely content, they usually do work on an editorial calendar and have to at least schedule the piece in. So they're less likely to like put something up in a day or so. And often the articles are written by freelance writers or or by a staff writer who have to still essentially pitch the articles they're going to write to a larger editor, like someone higher up who's kind of like organizing it all. So that can often take a few days just to kind of get the go ahead for them to get the go ahead for the story, even if they loved your idea. Um, And then of course, to put the story together. So, and often they're kind of like already sort of organized for their general ideas, at least a few weeks out, because just like everyone, like we like to work a little further in advance that they're not always doing things super last minute. So they might have a sense of what they're already putting together for the next couple of weeks. That doesn't mean something won't, for whatever reason, maybe fall through. And maybe they will have a last minute opening or like, you know, the need for last an article in the next day or so that totally happens too. So don't like rule that out. But just because you pitch something great that could go up quickly doesn't mean it's going to, even if they love the idea. So I'd still build in a few weeks for getting the writer on your side and, and doing the actual piece. But theoretically, those can go up much faster. So when you're scheduling that, you know, think about probably a few weeks from when it makes sense for it to be published. A lot of your things might not have a really timely tie-in. Like there might not be like a super date-specific reason for it to go up. Maybe it's something on, you know, things to do over the summer or, you know, ways to stay healthy in the summer. Maybe it's nutrition tips or um, ways to take care of your hair, you know, in the warmer weather, like things like anything like that, that will be kind of relevant all summer long. Like in that case, you can just kind of schedule it in based on what makes sense for you. Like, again, you might as well do it as soon as possible because they're thinking about these things. And then that just gives them more time to work on it throughout the summer. You know, maybe they don't have time in May, but maybe they will by June. So if you send the pitch in May or even in the, and by the end of April, 
they'll have it on their radar, right? So, and you have more chance to kind of check in, you know, remind them about it, things like that. So I would say you just might as well schedule those in for the sooner side of things. And maybe you just want to schedule in the pitch in that case. Maybe you don't really have like a, you know, an expected date or a, or a desired date of publication for something like that. So like as long as it comes out at some point in the summer, you'd be thrilled, right? So for those, it's more about, okay, one, will I likely realistically have a chance to send off that pitch? So maybe it's more around, okay, well, I know I need to get the one for the local print publication that's going to take, you know, at least three months to get published. I need to focus on that first. So like the following week I can do, you know, a couple of pitches for these more um, like evergreen topics. I mean, what what I said is not necessarily considered evergreen because they're still summer related, but you know, things that will be relevant for the whole summer, the whole quarter and think about it that way. And then if you have something that's totally evergreen, maybe you save that for even later on because it's not necessarily relevant for the summer at all. It's just something that they could write about in the fall. You know, and if you, of course, if you have fall specific topics, schedule those into, you know, you still want to be thinking about fall specific topics. And this is where it gets, you know, where it can just feel a little bit daunting because if we're thinking about April, May, June, you do need to be thinking at that point what also what's happening in the fall, because you might, you very well will probably have things that you need to schedule in for June if there are things you want people to be thinking about for September maybe even October, right? Especially keeping in mind, you know, and this might be something worth scheduling into writers often have fairly flexible schedules. They often, you know, everyone's doing things from home right now. So this might not be a huge issue, but even writers, you know, they take time off in the summer. You know, if writers are moms, maybe they're, they might be really busy around the beginning of September when school's starting, they might be almost like trying to batch a lot of articles or content by the end of August. Or, or they might be going away in August. A lot of people take like a longer vacation in August. So just like all of these things to keep in mind, of course, you won't know exactly what their personal situation is, but just thinking about those things, I think sometimes, especially in the summer, like things just can take a long time. So it can be worth pitching as much, you know, pitching all of those things like by the end of June, or at least making a note of pitching it by July um, so that they can be thinking about that and planning it. So Yeah. So those are all things to be thinking about scheduling all of those in and just being really like aware of those things. Cause you know, time flies, time's going to fly for you in the summer too. Like, I don't want you to look up all of a sudden and be like, Oh my gosh, it's almost the end of June. And I didn't pitch like stuff that makes sense for July. So that's why I'm like really a stickler about scheduling things in. So schedule everything in within a few weeks of when you think it makes sense for it to get published for, for those things that can just go kind of, if you're looking for online pieces and build it around what makes sense for the publication and what makes sense for you. When will you realistically get it off? So think about like, if you're going to talk about something that will be relevant for around the 4th of July for a site like that, like an online lifestyle site, schedule that pitch to be sent by the beginning of June because it's better to be on the early side. Um, so for things like like holidays specific or something that is really specifically tied to a date, it's better to be, again, kind of early within reason and then follow up again when it gets closer as more of a reminder, because then it's in their inbox when they go to search for 4th of July related things, you know, make sure you have that actually in the, in the subject line. So it'll come up when they search and, um, when they start looking into 4th of July stuff, maybe they don't even open your email in June. That's And that's fine. And that's reasonable. But 
when they start thinking about 4th of July related things, what they do is they go through and they search their inbox to see what's come in about that. And when they go through, um, you'll be one of the first ones in there. And even better if they do open it, you know, you've been one of the first things they've gotten about it and they did look at your email and you're kind of in there, your pitch is one of the first things they're thinking about when they're first starting to think about ideas for 4th of July, right? So then you're kind of in their head um, and they can build an article around that before they even start to come up with their own ideas. Because that's the same with something that's, especially something that's so like general, like a, like a holiday that like everyone is celebrating. And this is kind of a bad example too, because that's, I mean, that's something that can be kind of hard because they're probably only going to do so many articles related to something around the 4th of July. And there's, they're probably getting a bajillion pitches for that because it's so general, but there's always a chance. And again, it's something that they'll probably already have ideas for leading up to the 4th of July, like around that time period. So if they've already got their own ideas and your idea doesn't fit within kind of that type of story, they probably won't use it. But if you've been one of the first people that like are offering ideas before they've even thought about it, you can help develop their ideas. So if that makes sense. And also keeping in mind, you can pitch the same topic to multiple publications. Don't feel like, again, when I say you need to have a list of topics and a list of publications, it doesn't have to be different ones for each. That's why I said you could literally have one to two topics that you're focusing on here for the whole quarter, if that makes sense for you and if you want. Because the same topic can make sense for a lot of different publications. And of course, the actual pitch angle will likely be a bit different for each publication, or at least for some of them. But the general topic of what you're trying to get out there can be like, there can be only a few of those. There might be like, you know, your topic might make sense for a bunch of different lifestyle publications that would all be doing something around the 4th of July about like, I don't know, ways to keep your hair healthy in the summer. That's not a 4th of July example, but so you could pitch that elsewhere, but, and maybe your angle is a little different. Maybe you notice that in one of the publications that you put on your list that you really want to be in, they recently did something on like something similar. (laughs) Again, the examples off the top of my head. Um, they recently did something on like ways to keep your hair healthy. Right. And that was kind of your main idea. So maybe for that one, you need to kind of tweak it. And it's more like hairstyles to keep, to keep, put your hair up, but keep it in good shape in the summer or to keep it, to put it up when you're going to be at the beach or the pool to like protect it or something like that. So it's still kind of around your main topic of ways to keep your hair healthy, but it's a little bit, you know, a different angle on that same topic so that it makes more sense for that publication because they're not going to do a story so similar to what they just did. Um, so thinking about different ways to kind of tweak the, the angle, but keeping the general topic so people still be like, oh my gosh, I see you talking about hair everywhere I look. Like that's what you want, right? Is for people to be like, she is the hair go-to person. Like I always see her tips on how to do hair, whatever that is. But again, there can be like variations in what that looks like depending on the publication. So that's kind of a slight change of subject, but (laughs) scheduled all of those things in, even if a bunch of the pitches, you know, you might be wanting to put them all out next week because you have a whole day free to do this. That's totally fine. Or you might be spacing them out over the week. So you do one each week just because that's what your time looks like. And that's totally fine too. Just get them in a schedule, get them on your calendar. And while you're making these, putting these dates in your calendar, in terms of when you're doing what, also mark down follow-ups so that you don't forget to check back in. Once you send off the pitch, kind of as I mentioned, like especially if you're pitching something in advance, you want to check back in when it's closer to the date so that they can actually have it still in mind. But also just for all of the pitches, you want you're going to want to follow up. So mark down 
mark down when you should do that so that you don't forget to check back in within a timely manner. Like once you've sent off the pitch, you can kind of like, sometimes we send off the pitch, check it off the list. Like, okay, done. I pitched that place. But most of the magic happens on the follow-up. You can follow up within like a week or so of sending the first pitch or even, yeah, I I mean, I say a general rule within a week or so. Every writer honestly has their own kind of methods and their own preferences. Some will say follow up within a couple of days. Some say, give me, give me at least a week or two, because it depends. Again, they might have to be running ideas by another editor before they even know if they can do something, even if they loved it, you know, and you might be able to get a sense of that depending on the kind of publication, depending on the kind of writer. Um, so try to think about that if you can, if you can't tell, you know, make a note to, to check in within the week. And as I said before, if it's like something that's really related to something super timely, make a note to fall back up closer to the actual date, like within like two weeks of when it, the thing is, because if you, yeah, if you've been on top of it and you made the initial pitch at like the beginning of June, they might not be ready for follow-up within a week because they're still not thinking about it yet, but you wanted it in their inbox and it makes more sense to do the follow-up by the end of June. I mean, a couple of weeks before the date of the thing. So um, you don't want to be obnoxious about it. So, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you can do, you know, kind of two follow-ups and again, every writer has different preferences. Some will be kind of almost annoyed by the second follow-up, but some will tell you definitely follow up with me at least two or three times. So that's kind of where it gets tricky. But I would say like, if it's something like you don't want to do your follow-up, like, you know, within a week of sending it, if then like you wanted to check back in two weeks before July, and that would end up being like, you know, less than a week later from when your first follow-up was going to be, you know what I mean? Like just space it out in a way that feels like reasonable for if this is like a person you care about and you don't want to be clogging up their inbox with three or four emails um, if they haven't gotten back to you. But you do want to make sure that you're staying on top of it because we all know how email inboxes can get. And sometimes you do need that reminder. So keep that in mind, jot it down, whatever you think makes sense. And again, you can always like tweak this. This isn't set in stone. So if you do like write down that you think you're going to do a follow-up within a week, and then, you know, you see on their social media that it looks like they've been away on vacation that week, you know, obviously you don't want to necessarily get in their inbox at that time. So make a note of that on your calendar and just push out, you know, the date for your follow-up. Or if you see they've been away and they've just gotten back when you had the date of your follow-up, push that out again, a couple of days or even a week because their inbox is probably a disaster zone. And just adding one more to that might not be the most, you know, beneficial time to be checking back in with them. So be aware of what's going on. Feel free to tweak these things. But again, it's just keeping it on paper so that at least you're not going to forget. You can change it around, but don't forget to do it at all. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So you've scheduled out what you want to pitch. You have where you want to pitch it to and when you'll send the, the, when you'll send the pitch email and when you'll send the follow up emails. And that's pretty much your plan right there. And you can work off of this and you can work off of this for each, you know, each month, each, the whole quarter. And that's really all there is, like all there has to be to it. I would add in a few other thoughts, which is, first of all, often I'll add in other parts of the plan beyond strictly social media. I mean, beyond strictly just media, things like, like when we're talking an overall PR plan, there will be things like collaborations, cross promotions. Um, Oftentimes these are in the form of events where you can get in front of a lot of people and kind of use, you know, get in front of different audiences. These are all things that are often part of a PR plan. But since there are no events right now, you know, hopefully they will be in the summer, but it's really hard for everyone to plan that right now because we don't know. And just because sometimes adding those types of things in can add more complication 
and feel like a lot more work because it is anything that involves coordination with other people is a lot of work and can like add a lot more time to your plan. So I'm not including them here in what we talk about today. This is focusing only on media. Like this is just how to create your media plan for the quarter. And, you know, I think when most people say PR, like that's what we're thinking of is, is media. And if you just start there, then that's some really good exposure. So if you're doing this yourself and you want to be in the media, this is a great place to start, but you can, you can always add in other exposure opportunities later on. And I don't want to make it seem like this is all you ever have to do for, for promoting your business. Like, and you can do it now if you want to. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into it all right now here, but this is also like a calendar, you know, as part of this calendar, you can be scheduling in other things um, right into the same calendar too. Like if you do want to try to do some kind of cross promotion or you do want to do some whatever, anything else like that. If you do want to do an event, you know, you can schedule that into this calendar too, because there might be things around that, that will play into your media outreach or just if dates to keep in mind, things you'll need to create um, other materials for things like that, that you should just like have kind of all in the same place. But again, that's just too much for me to go into in one episode. So this is focusing just on how you can get some media exposure right now. And also now that you've got your media outreach scheduled, another thing that's not as much part of the actual schedule, but something to keep in mind and be doing alongside this is to find the writers. Now that you know who you're reaching out to and when start following and interacting with them now, and you can schedule us in too. put this on the calendar, schedule in time for checking in with them, seeing what they're posting online, what they're posting on social media, seeing what articles are going up from them and what they're what they're about, what they've been writing about. All of this will help you when it's time to pitch them. So scheduling it in now is really good. Just so you don't like forget to even check in with them. I mean, check in on them and like just have it be part of your plan is really helpful. Because again, life gets away from you. You're running your business too. I know it's like a lot. And you can even be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna follow this person like on Instagram or Twitter to like see what they're doing. But then like days or even weeks can go by before you like really remember to like look at them. Like with the algorithm, like you need to remember to actually look them up probably, especially at first. So scheduling that in is really good. It will just help you feel a lot more like personal. When you do reach out to them, you'll have a sense of, again, what they're doing, what they've been up to. Again, these things like knowing if they went on vacation, like all of those things are just really helpful to know before you make the pitch. And as one last aside, if you have something that is even more long lead, like something that's for a big publication and it just, or something that just feels like a big publication. So it feels like a bit of a long shot for you, but like, you know, it's something that would be awesome for you to be in. You can, you can do more of a introduction outreach as your first outreach rather than a specific pitch. So you can basically email someone just to kind of check in, introduce yourself, let them know you love their work and you're here as a source and that you have some ideas and you love to connect with them at some point. And that can really open the door to opportunities down the line. And that can be a great way to kind of get that in for something that might be, again, something that might feel like a long shot or like you literally just really don't know what the pitch would be for them because um, for whatever reason, because either the publication is so geared towards your topic. And so like, you could be in literally any part of it, or it could be that they only, you know, this is like maybe the certain editor, you know, the beauty editor for a big publication, you know, they only do like one or two stories in the print edition, every in the print issue, every each time. So like, gosh, how far out are they probably thinking about ideas if they can only use a couple of articles each year? Um, So you just want to kind of get that conversation going and see if there are ways that like, maybe you can be a source for something that they're already going to be working on, or you just don't know exactly what that is. That can be a great place to get that conversation going. 
And so, and so basically what I'm saying is, so schedule that in, like, instead of a pitch or like as your pitch, like that can be something you schedule in as like your outreach for this person. Even if you don't necessarily see an article, like within this quarter, still schedule that in. And that's kind of your introduction to them and gets the ball rolling for potentially, you know, something down the line. And also with, especially with some big writers and big publications and even smaller ones, it can be really good to just check in quarterly. So again, you might add a couple of these into your calendar, even if they're not specific pitches, or even if they're not necessarily with a specific article outcome in mind, but just kind of checking in to see what they're up to, um, to give them maybe some ideas or tell them you have some ideas or tell them what's going on with your business. There are some, some writers that will really be receptive to that. So adding that into your calendar is too, is really good. And if there's anyone like that, that you're reaching out to at the beginning, you know, make a note, don't, don't be like, okay, I'm scheduling this in for like, you know, April 15th or whatever. And then that's it. Like make a note to also do that at the end of your three month calendar too. Right. So if you've checked in in April, you know, put that in maybe for the very end of June or, or maybe extend your calendar into July, just to, to make sure to get some of those follow-ups in there too. So, so that you have a note and can kind of get into a bit of a routine of checking in with these people on a, on a quarterly basis, on a seasonal basis, right. Checking in for the new season, seeing what you're going to be doing, going into fall, it can be great to check in when you're not specifically asking for something. Again, every writer has different opinions on this. Different people prefer different things. You might be able to tell when people are really receptive to this. You might get some responses that say, this is, thank you so much. Like, these are the things I'm working on. You might get some people who don't reply at all, which is, I mean, that's pretty normal. You might get some people who say, you know, I really don't have time to talk to you if I, you know, if you don't, if we're not working on a specific story together, because they might be totally bogged down in what they're writing usually and not have time for conversation, but some will. So you just have to find your people. Um, And even if they don't reply, or even if they reply that they don't have time to tell you what they're working on, doesn't mean they didn't read your email. They may have read it and they might still kind of be absorbing you know, the things you mentioned, like if you're like, I have some cool trends I've been seeing for the fall, um, they still might reach out again later on when that is relevant to them. So those that's another thing just to keep in mind and to potentially schedule. Or if you found like a publication or a writer that you think is great, but like it just doesn't fit in with the topics that you're really pushing this quarter, they can still be scheduled into your calendar as more of like that introduction um, kind of email, even if it's not a specific pitch. So put those things in there too. Okay. So that's, yeah, that there's your plan. I think when we lay it out like that, it doesn't sound quite so complicated, right? It's like, okay, this is just what I need to do and when I need to do it. Um, of course it takes time and that's always the hard part, especially when you're doing something like this yourself. And that's why I want you to focus only on, you know, a couple of things. Don't make it feel like it's going to be, you know, I know you're not going to be doing this. Like this is not your full-time job. So schedule in what feels reasonable. If you've scheduled this all in and it looks like a lot, then erase some of it, you know, some stuff can be, or you can even print out calendars for the following quarter and just write some stuff down there, or just make a list of the things that maybe can be pushed out a little bit further in advance. I mean, a little bit later on, because you don't want to overwhelm yourself with, with having too, too much going on right now. Cause I truly believe the best thing you can do is get started somewhere and do a few pitches and be more, more consistent with just doing a few um, every couple months or so. And get somewhere and get some exposure rather than making a list of like a thousand things you want to do. And then like feeling so bogged down, you don't really do any of it or you don't do any of it well. So yeah, I think if you've laid it out in, in this calendar and you know exactly what you're going to do when, and you can just plan to put together the individual pitches, you know, that you need each week, but based on your plan, that can feel a lot easier to have it broken down that way. And so spend a little time today making your list. If you didn't do it as we went, 
um, researching which publications make sense for you, what topics you want to be known for this quarter, and then plan it out like this, write it all down. You can even go back and listen through to the different things as, you know, different steps as you go again. But really, it is pretty straightforward. So just don't get, you know, discouraged by like, oh, this is going to be a hard, whole big thing. So let me know um, also if you have any questions or if you want to run anything by me or, you know, ideas. I'm always here. Um, you can always email me at alessandra at quotablemediaco.com or find me on Instagram at quotablemediaco. It's me who is behind the scenes there. You can comment on the post for this episode or any post or message there um, with questions or to let me know how it goes. Um, And we also do, as you may know, have more resources online. So if you want more resources that might help with all of this, including like we do have a PR plan, which basically helps you map all of this stuff out. We have a lot of resources at quotablemediaco.com on the website. And also there's even more, which I should probably make sure they're all linked to the website, but there's actually even more. We have a resource library at on Thinkific. So it's quotablemediaco.thinkific.com. And that has even more resources on there. So you can always go there, grab any of that stuff. And I can't wait to see what you do. And definitely please let me know how it goes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes so other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes. If you have questions or ideas for a future episode or you want to submit a guest or to see those show notes, you can do all of that online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. One other thing. Join other listeners on Facebook and Instagram by searching female millennial entrepreneurs and joining us there. Talk to you soon and see you there.